Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. My name is Panos and today we are going to be discussing the Christmas period and everything that comes to mind for this year's things to think about and things to address and also have some plans and ideas for the new year to come. I'm pretty sure we did one either last year or the year before in regards to what to do around the Christmas period and everything that comes around it. Of course, time off, more people visiting the house, more time that you get to spend with your with your dog and everything that comes with it. The number one thing that I have to mention, and it is a pet hate of mine, and it's definitely something that needs to be addressed, is do not purchase a dog as a present. Really, really important. It seems like it could be a good gesture. Oh my God, my boyfriend bought me a dog. This is so cool. Or I'm going to buy my girlfriend a dog because, you know, I love her so much and I'm just going to surprise her with a dog. Or I'm going to buy a dog for my children because, you know, they always wanted one. So I'm going to surprise them as a gift. And, you know, you see it in the movies where they have the little Labrador cute puppy inside a box and they open the box up and it's like picture perfect. But there's so much to be considered for that. So I'm going to try to not let this be a rant and to be rational about my approach and how I explain it. A dog is a 15-year commitment thereabouts. It is very personal and it's very – and it, there's there's lots to be considered. If we haven't learned anything, you know, over the last couple of years in regards to people purchase, purchasing dogs because they were bored or because it was like, oh, such a good thing to do, maybe we should just get a dog, you know. It's obviously something that can be very frustrating for you know industry professionals that see this sort of thing. And when people like, please, if you're a parent and hopefully you have your wits about you and you're probably not listening to this, but whoever is listening to this, you can share this knowledge to your peers and to your friends. You don't buy a dog for children. Like children can't even look after themselves. They don't look after their stuff, let alone, oh, you know, I'm going to buy for my seven-year-old daughter because, you know, she did promise that she will pick up the poo and walk him and train him and do all the things. Like, come on, who are you kidding, right? So, if you want a dog and you want to purchase a dog as a gift and you live with the people that you're gifting the dog to, it is first and foremost your full responsibility that you are prepared to walk, train, feed, manage, and everything that is regarded to the dog. And then, of course, if your family, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your kids, whether it's your parents or whatever, happen to be on board and help with managing, training, and fulfilling the responsibilities that come with being a dog owner, then awesome, perfect Christmas blessing. But there's so many times where I've seen clients with a dog and there's some resentment there because like, yeah, well, you know, my, my ex-boyfriend bought me the dog and, you know, we lived together and now he bloody moved out and I've got this dog that has all these issues or all these things that I need to do, but it's not my lifestyle, blah, blah, what should I do with the dog? And then they train the dog in hope that the dog can become a good part of their f- life, but then there's no real, yeah, there's just not, not that passion and there's not that love there. So, and sometimes, of course, can go the other way. 
yeah, my ex-boyfriend bought me the dog. He's moved on. I've got this dog. My life's awesome. So it doesn't mean that it can go wrong, but it, but it can go wrong. So one thing that I would consider is, hey, I'm going to think of a different Christmas gift. And, um, and with that gift, hey, kids, I want a dog. I would like our family to have a dog. So what we're going to do is we're all going to consider what breed, what age, when we're going to get this dog. And together we're going to make this this sort of decision. You don't just buy a dog, a cavoodle for your daughter, and then, you know, the, the, the dog's around 80 months old and you're like, oh, well, it's my daughter's dog. She said she would do it. I'm like, how old is she? Oh, she, you know, she's eight years old. I'm like, what does she know? If your child is 18, 19, 20 years old, you know they're keen on looking for a dog and it happens to be that, hey, we're going to get a dog for my, my son and whatever. And it ha- that happened to me, but I was around 19 years old and we even agreed on the breed before it happened and there happened to be a dog at home when I got back from Europe. That seems different because, first of all, well, it projected me into a whole new career, which is pretty cool. But also my intentions, my 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 age where I was at in life, it, it suited that situation. And it wasn't that I just woke up one day and there was a dog at home, but there was discussions and preparations. It just happened to be that the dog lived at, at my house for three weeks before I returned back from an overseas trip and then the dog was there. So I'm not a full hater on the whole situation. I just don't think buying a dog for somebody is the most appropriate thing to do, especially if it's a surprise because – you may be shocked in the reaction that you get or what comes from it. You know, you want to consider all the things and you go back on and listen to some episodes like Choosing a Dog and that episode talks more about what should be considered when choosing a dog and making sure that the person that you wish to buy a dog for fulfills all of those that checklist. So go back and listen to that episode. One thing that is probably more appropriate and maybe something that I should offer, and I have offered this in the past, is purchasing training gift vouchers for people. So, for example, someone has a dog, and I guess this is your way of saying your dog's disobedient, you need some training. It's probably more appropriate if you have a young puppy and it's like, hey, um, I wasn't sure what to get, but I see that you are really into your dog ownership, and I bought you a voucher that can contribute or that has pr- or has paid for a dog training session for you and your dog. And that could be a really good gesture. It could also be a way that somebody can, like if they can't afford the training, then at least you've assisted them. It could also be an opportunity for them to, to think, yeah, maybe my dog does need a little bit of of training and maybe I need to understand what's involved, et cetera, et cetera. So that could be a good um, gesture and also has been something that you need to probably tread on lightly because, you know, some people can get offended, I guess, but who cares? If it's something that you want to make that choice and decision, like, for example, I've had it for a a lady who bought it for her brother. Her brother needed the training but was not financially capable or, or was, wasn't keen on getting the training. So the gift voucher contributed towards a session or two and it was really good because it projected him into such a whole new journey of training and their relationship. So that was, that's a good Christmas gift because there's intention as well as actually being of service to somebody that you care about. So now the Christmas period, we call it the silly season, but don't be a fool in the silly season. What does that mean? More people are going to come to your house. You're going to many people's houses, things to consider. First of all, you're having family gatherings. 
you want to make sure that you're greeting dogs properly. You're not walking in the front door before saying hello to the humans. You're greeting the dogs. You're letting, you're keeping doors open. Dogs are jumping all over you. Um, you see dogs that are fearful and scared. They're stressed. There's so much going on. They haven't seen this many people in one place at the same time, especially in their own environment. And then what happens is you walk in the door, you stare down the dog, you walk up to him, touch, touch him on the top of the head, the dog bites you or freaks out, has a bad experience, runs away. Or he's so overexcited, jumps up, knocks a cake onto the ground, and then, you know, all these ridiculous situations. So if you're the person going to people's houses, you walk in the house calm and relaxed. You greet a person like ordinarily, if you're happy to see him, excited to see him, give him a hug, but you don't have to act like a five-year-old. You can just act like a mature person who's happy to see somebody. My advice is, and what I do with my dog, I'm like, oh, there's a dog right there. That's cute. And I just walk in, say hello to the rest of the people. I sit down when the dog's calm and relaxed, invite them over and give them a little pat. But you don't have to like rough them up, put them in a headlock and get them all so amped up. And then you decide to stop patting the dog. Now the dog's all psyched up in drive and they're now being ridiculous and jumping on the kids and, you know, doing whatever, whatever. So if you're someone who's listened to this and you have now got something to think about when you do go to people's houses. Now, if you're the person inviting the people over and it's your dog, you need to assess your dog, your visitor, your environment. So you know your dog. Is your dog calm and chilled out? People walk in, doesn't really care that much, comes up, gets a little pat and then goes off on its own. Is your dog overexcited and going to jump on grandma or knock over your niece or eat the food off the table? You've got to manage your situation appropriately. So understand the the visitors that are coming over. Oh, look, Jimmy's coming over in an hour and you know how he can be. He can't bloody control himself and he has a couple of drinks and he acts like an idiot and my dog's a little bit scared. I'm going to put my dog in the crate for a little bit and when everything starts to settle a bit, I'm going to bring him out or I'm going to keep the dog in the backyard um, or I'm going to meet my a certain visitor at the front because last time he came over, he got scared. So know your environment, know your visitors, know what's happening. If it means that you've got 15 kids running around and, you know, two years ago, three years ago when the last Christmas party you were allowed to have, there wasn't any kids around, but your dog now hasn't changed that much because your dog just doesn't like kids, then you need to, you know, understand your environment, know where the kids are going to be playing, put a dog in a safe place until you can fully manage it. Because if you're the host, you're not tending to the dog, you're not tending to the children, you are tending to when the food comes out, you're cooking the food, you're getting drinks ready, you're greeting people in and out of the door, your dog's freaking out, doesn't know what to do, you know, and and the the three-year-old child's chasing your dog, putting sticks up its butt and pulling its ear and it's about you and it's and it's on you to manage and and to be appropriate with your with how you set your dog up for success and that you don't let sh- shitty situations unfold where oh I didn't know my that kid was going to put him in a headlock well he did and now your dog bit him on the face and now you made an opportunity for Christmas to be amazing now it's a bad situation that child scarred and everyone hates your dog and the worst things come from there this is a real big one. I've mentioned it before, probably a couple of times, but I'll mention again. Ham is something that everybody loves to eat on Christmas. I don't know if that's an Australian thing or if that's an international thing, but ham is highly processed. They use lots and lots of salt to process it, to procure it. I'm not even sure the right word for that, but there's a massive amount of salt content in ham. And there's so often where people give the leftover ham to the dog for dinner and what happens is, and this happened with a friend of mine, he gave the 
the hock of lamb. Is that the is that the word for it? The hock of lamb or the the the, the bone of the lamb? And he's like, oh, I wasn't going to let her eat the bone, but I let her eat all the meat. Well, she's a little English staffy. She had like three massive, four massive, massive mouthfuls of ham, like proper proper amount of ham that could have been enough for a dinner. And about fifteen minutes later, she was unconscious on the ground and what happened is that she got pancreatitis her pancreas was in overdrive trying to process the the ham and if he didn't rush to the vet in time if he if he didn't rush her in in the vet in time oh my god I just bundled that words up if he didn't do it in, in the right amount of time she could have died he was able to take her to the vet they did what they had to do and she lived on many years later so no ham which means don't let people feed your dog while you're now, some people say I'm not going to feed dinner tonight because I know everyone's going to feed the dog. I say don't do that. I'm Greek. There's souvlakia generally at parties. Souvlakia, if you don't know, are little bits of meat on a wooden skewer. First of all, two things, maybe three things to discuss about this. Number one, you don't know how much your dog's going to be fed. So even if you're not going to feed your dog dinner that night because you know everyone's going to feed the dog, what if? Not enough people fed the dog. The dog's not full, not going to be hung, um, full enough, I guess. Number two is that if the dog gets way too much food, then your dog vomits and diarrhea and has a bit of an issue because it's not used to eating so much different food. I'm not saying that your dog shouldn't eat any of the leftovers, but you can't manage how much intake your dog's getting in that day. But talking about Slovakia, people just chuck the sticks or give the dog a stick or the dog jumps up and grabs a bit of food up off the table and he tries to swallow the souvlakia and then that bloody stick gets stuck, like the wooden skewer gets stuck in your dog's throat or even worse, inside of your esophagus, then that's another that's a surgery to get that, that out. And that's happened plenty of times as well. When you're going to have all the food buckets, like the bin buckets rather, don't keep them on the ground or don't keep your dog free running around. So maybe if your dog it can't have, it doesn't have an impulse control and can't, you know, do well with lots of food and resources around. I'm thinking of Labrador straight away. That dog needs to be put away somewhere until food has been served, food has been gathered away, and then we can let the dog out. But another thing is, was like, how do you know what people are giving your dog? Is your dog eating the wrong food? You know, is he allowed to eat this? Is he not allowed to eat that? So be considerate of who's feeding your dog and make sure you tell everyone no one is allowed to feed the dog. Make something up. The dog's been sick for the last couple of days. Um, the vet said he's not allowed to eat any food. Please make sure, blah, blah, blah. Because most people think they're doing a favor. It's like, oh, come on, dog. You know, Panos said not to feed you, but come on. I love you. Take this bit of food. I just don't like it. And look, sometimes, admittingly, I can see people that are gathering at our house and sometimes food gets passed on to my dogs. But what if there's multiple dogs and then now there's a dog fighting over food or there's a, a lamb chop and you shouldn't give any cook bones ever, ever, ever. But let's just say someone gives them the bit of the T-bone or the, a little bit of that pork chop dog's chewing it and he's a resource guarder. A child runs past him, dog nails child because dog was eating a bone. There's just too many things that can happen. So just make sure that you're strict, maybe even practicing the bed command, tethering your dog somewhere, putting him in a crate or making it a bit of a training opportunity possibly. But no ham. Ham can be very, very bad for dogs. In this time, we're generally on holidays. I haven't got many days off, but I'm taking a few days off. So that's a time where we spend quality time with our family, spend quality time with our dogs. You know, um, make sure that you're thinking about what does spending quality time with your dog actually entail. It doesn't mean sitting on the ground watching or sitting on the couch with your dog next to you watching TV, possibly. Does it for me? I think it means more, more outings. It probably means. 
well, for me, it's basically live regular life because my whole bloody world revolves around my dogs and my family anyway. So, um, so for me, it, it won't be too much different for my dogs. But I guess I do more than the average person with the dogs, but more training. Training should be fun for your dog. Your dog sees the value in training because if you do training correctly, your dog digs it and wants to do it. So spend more time maybe even teaching new behaviors. Spending more time out and about, and I'm going to talk about a couple of things about that in a moment, and more importantly, just don't get lazy. Don't let the the silly season get you into a routine of doing less so that you project yourself into the new year doing less and having to wind up through the year. I would say make sure that you still stay disciplined and that you're doing all the things that you need to do with your dog because parties and drinking and fun and all the other stuff can probably take away from, oh, man, the dogs haven't gone for a walk in the last couple of days. I've been a little bit lazy. And that could be setting the, the new year in, in the wrong tone. If it means that you got back from family gathering and it's 10.30 at night, you know what you need to do? If you haven't walked your dogs that day, you walk your dogs. I personally do it. Last night I walked my dogs at 10.30 at night, not because I'm trying to avoid anyone, but it was a beautiful night, first of all. Second of all, the stars were out, so it was nice. But also my dogs need to walk, so I needed to walk them. Otherwise, what happens is you miss one day, two days, three days, and then before you know it, your average is three, four days a week you walk or do stuff with your dogs. And your dog just turned food into poo in the backyard doing nothing. So make sure that you're utilizing this time appropriately. There's something that I'm thinking, whether we get an episode out before the end of the new year in regards to how should we tackle the year to come, you know, because most people set New Year's resolutions and I think I don't like to be resolving things at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, rather. I prefer to be aiming towards something. I like to have a, a name for the for the year or a word for the year. Um, I'm not I'm not going to share what mine is currently, um, only because I want to keep you in some suspense. Maybe even want I'd like to hear what is your word for the year. So this year was more about strategy, being more strategic and being more taking more ownership with the things that I do and. That was more on a personal and professional landscape. But next year, there's going to be something that is, is something to aim at. So, I'm, as I said, I'm not going to go into too much detail about that today. But think about what is your word for the year. One of my friends is growth. The other friends is balance for the year to come. So, things to aim at. Nothing to do with dogs. Side note. But I'm passionate about it. I've been doing that for the last th- seven, oh, seven years. The last 11 years having a word for the year. And I think something that will tie into it is like, well, what are your goals, not just for yourself, but what are your goals and things that you'd like to achieve with your dogs with the new year to come? So as much as it's a silly season, time to party and relax and hang out, it's also about preparations for the new year to come. Put a t- intention at the beginning of the year so that the energy is moving forward. Now, talking about more dogs being out and about, I need you to stay cautious and I also don't want you to get too complacent. There's, if you haven't noticed, but there's more dogs out and about these days. More more people purchase dogs in the last few years, possibly. I think the trend was just that more people were getting dogs generally, but with more dogs being out and about, which means there's more dogs out and about, right? And that doesn't mean trained dogs are out and about. It means people are taking their dogs, like I live in Monterey near, near a beach, just walking there on a Sunday afternoon is always, for me, like very uncomfortable because there's just dogs everywhere, which I don't mind. But I like to have my own kind of space and I spend a lot of time with dogs and I just don't want to see silly dogs and annoying dogs and silly owners letting their dogs run up to my dogs every two seconds um, because they can't control their dogs. So more out of controls, out of control dogs are around, which means more potential for aggression and 
undesirable aversive events occurring to your dogs. So just be mindful. More people are around. More dogs are around. It's an opportunity to desensitize and to condition your dog to be in this sort of environment, especially if they're not not comfortable with that. If you have a puppy, it's a perfect time to get them used to crowds and other people and dogs and, and things that are in the environment. So that's another reason not to be complacent. You've got a young puppy under six months old, get them used to these sort of environments. You have people coming over, expose them. Don't over-socialize, don't over-expose them, but don't under-socialize either. So try to be appropriate with how you do that. But generally, when there's more people, more dogs out and about, more people letting their dogs off the lead, situations unfold, more more dogs are in very uncomfortable situations, and usually at the end of this awesome time of the year, bad things happen. And again, you know, I'm in the Southern Hemisphere, so our our Christmas is in the middle of summer. More people are buzzing out and about. And maybe if you live in the Northern Hemisphere where it's like freezing cold, maybe there's less people out and about. So if that doesn't resonate with you, then then you can just disregard that, I guess. But um, but be mindful of that. Make sure that just because it's the silly season, it doesn't mean you need to act a fool. So um, yeah, a, a, a little bit of craziness is all right, but just make sure that you're always being responsible and that you're maintaining your code of honor, so to speak. Something that you're like, hey, I'm representing my dog. I'm representing the training that we're doing. This is life with my dog. And I want to utilize all the situations that are coming up. Like, for first of all, you know, buying random presents in terms of live animals for dogs. I just don't think that's appropriate. You know, think about helping your family out if you want to purchase dog training voucher or some sort of help or buying an online course for them or something like that um, or recommending Life With Your Dog podcast to them. Um it's a silly season, don't be a fool, greet dogs appropriately, make sure that people are greeting your dog, you're managing your dog, you're understanding what visitors are coming over, etc. No ham, no cooked bones, no feeding from the table, especially when there's like 15 people in your house, it's just hard to manage, hard to mitigate, and bad things can happen. And again, remember, vets see a lot more dogs in this time of the year because of, of, of the things that I've mentioned, dogs eating the wrong things, dogs eating ham, things like that. So not that we don't, we don't want to support our vets, but we don't want our dogs to be sick and we're rushing the vet at 10 o'clock at night because your dog's got this intense diarrhea because he swallowed something that he shouldn't have. Um, spend quality time with your dogs, time to set new goals for the year ahead and stay cautious and don't be complacent, especially when you're in relaxing mode. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. A few things that I want you guys to think about. If you have any questions, you can DM us on on Instagram. Generally, is the best place to contact us, but um, that's Life With Your Dog podcast. If you want to ask me anything specifically, it's NP Dog Training on, um, on Instagram as well or panos at npdogtraining.com is also another way to contact me um, through my email. Hope you guys are great, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be getting something else out. We're going to try to line up a guest for next week, hopefully before the new year, but... Things to think about leading up to Christmas. I can't believe it's Christmas already. This year's gone past very, very fast. So appreciate every moment you got. Have gratitude for the things and the people around you. And of course, hug your dog, give him a good pat and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show you can also find us on instagram and facebook life with your dog podcast my name's panos and to keep up with my dog training adventures tips and techniques you can find me on instagram at np underscore dog underscore training my website 
npdogtraining.com or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke. If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.kizuna, that's K-I-Z-U-N-A, canine, C-A-N-I-N-E, .com.au. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Kizuna Canine Training. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.